All right, let's go ahead and dive into part seven of the case against Vincent McMahon and brought by Chanel, Janelle Grant. After signing the NDA, Ms. Grant continued to ask about who had told Linda McMahon as she was concerned about her ability to obtain employment in the future. McMahon responded that it did not matter and he was tired of her questions. Her questions. After the NDA was signed, McMahon, wearing only a white robe, met Ms. Grant in his condo to review outstanding business items. As Ms. Grant was proceeding to the door to leave, McMahon grabbed her arm before she exited and commanded her to do one last thing and get on your knees. As Ms. Grant kneeled on the hard floor, barely a few feet away from the front door, McMahon opened his robe and ordered her to eat him. McMahon grabbed the back of Ms. Grant's head and slammed her face into his crotch a couple of times until she gagged and pushed him away, telling him to stop and that she couldn't breathe. McMahon responded that she wouldn't get away that easily and held her head as he forced himself back in her mouth until she had no air. Ms. Grant tried to push away, but he held her head firmly in place and loudly commanded her to look up, followed by, take it, bitch, then momentarily made eye contact before McMahon forced, caused Ms. Grant Bolly to convulse and retch with tears streaming down her face. McMahon then released his hold and closed his robe as she stood up. After leaving, Ms. Grant never saw him again. On March 2, 2022, while Ms. Grant was away on a trip in Florida, McMahon called Ms. Grant to advise that it would probably be the last time she would hear from him and if she needed anything to contact the corporate officer number one or corporate officer number two. Over the course of approximately an hour and a half call, McMahon laminated both his inability to focus on the upcoming WrestleMania and how his personal life had blown up over the past few weeks. Towards the end of their conversation, McMahon and Ms. Grant agreed to resume contact after WrestleMania. He also instructed Ms. Grant to continue having sexual relations with other men, including the superstar in the meantime. This old motherfucker's off the chain. I'm, I, I have to pause. I have to pause for a second here. Hold on. On or around March 4th, 2022, WWE superstar messaged Grant that he was in New York. In line with McMahon's orders, Grant texted Superstar explicit pictures. On March 27th, 2022, Superstar reached out to Ms. Grant again. Grant interpreted these back-to-back advances as an indication of McMahon's continued control. On March 30th, 2022, Ms. Grant counsel received a call from McMahon's attorney advising that there had been an anonymous email about the relationship between Ms. Grant and Ms. McMahon and Laurinaitis. Later in June and July of 2022, stories were published regarding the matter of McMahon's multiple NDAs with various women associated with WWE and others. Ms. Grant did not receive another payment under her NDA in February of 2023. Further, despite assurances from McMahon that he would cover her medical care and costs associated with her tax liability, for the $1 million payout, McMahon has refused to cover those costs. McMahon continued to pay for Ms. Grant medical care up until April 15, 2022, when it abruptly ceased. We're now going into gifts given to plaintiff during a time with WWE and association with McMahon. From, 19, uh, from 2019 till early 2022, McMahon provided Ms. Grant with gifts to keep her under his control. Upon information and belief, the gifts provided to Ms. Grant included ones purchased by McMahon, an expense 
to them WWE. Examples of items received by Ms. Grant from McMahon in 2019 included alternative clinic medical care and medical and cosmetic services and products, clubhouse access tickets to the Belmont Stakes, WrestleMania private full day transportation premium tickets, a $2,000 Nordstrom gift card, and a massive box of Godiva chocolates. Examples of items received by Mrs. Grant for McMahon in 2020 included $20,000 towards surgery, pearl diamond paved laquette necklace from Betteridge in Greenwich, Connecticut, blue cashmere needlift cardigan from Nordstrom's, blue berry check cashmere scarf, blue cashmere and fur hat, gray cashmere shawl, Celine sunglasses, cable knit throw blanket, and large bouquet of flowers delivered approximately every other week. Examples of items received by Mrs. Grant from McMahon in 2021 include 2020 BMW 430XL, XI, $5,000 gift certificate to Lamb Fair Spa, two private chef catered dinners in McMahon's condo, gold and diamond paved paperclip necklace from Betteridge in Greenwich, Connecticut. $15,000 Bloomingdale gift cards. Food assortment display and antique tea ceremony set from Saudi Arabia. And large bouquet of flowers delivered approximately every other week. Moving into Ms. Grant was a subordinate and vulnerable victim to predators, not a consenting and willing participant. Ms. Grant was groomed and coerced by McMahon and Laurinaitis. And the WWE stood by and facilitated efforts to keep Ms. Grant employed to ensure McMahon's continued sexual exploitation. In addition to what Ms. Grant and her medical providers who examined her following abuse will testify to, there is ample other evidence of Ms. Grant's mental state and her attempts to avoid the unfortunate circumstances she found herself in. In January of 2021, Ms. Grant sent a message to resident manager stating that she was miserable at WWE. She said, I don't say it to Vince, but as grateful as I am for my job and salary, I actually am miserable, mismanaged all the time. They admit they don't know what to do with me. Nobody gave a fuck when I was harassed and retaliated against to, my, to the point my reputation was questioned and my work was taken away. As further alleged throughout this complaint, Ms. Grant was frequently referred to as McMahon's bitch. On multiple occasions, Ms. Grant objected to this treatment. As alleged herein, before Ms. Grant was being routinely directed by McMahon to engage in sexual conduct with other men, Ms. Grant had expressed her apprehension about McMahon's fantasy text manifesting and graduating into reality. Further, at nearly all relevant times, Ms. Grant was an employee of the WWE and could reasonably expect, at minimum, to lose her position if she did not comply with the wishes of Vincent McMahon. Next, McMahon controlled WWE during Ms. Grant's employment, and the company knew but did nothing. McMahon's exploitation of Ms. Grant. As, as detailed herein, 
WWE knew of McMahon's illegal conduct and did nothing to stop it. There, were, there is self-evident from the numerous executive level and board members who were privy to McMahon's involvement with Ms. Grant, as well as his prior incidents involving sexual misconduct. For instance, in or around March 2021, Ms. Grant introduced herself to Corporate Officer Number 1. When they passed one another in the hallway, Corporate Officer Number 1 responded by telling Grant that Corporate Officer Number 1 knew exactly who she was. Corporate Officer Number 1 maintained an office suite on the executive fourth floor of the company's headquarters. Meanwhile, Ms. Grant's cubicle in the company's legal department was in a different building and across the street from Corporate Officers Number 1's office. Ms. Grant had no physical presence at Main Street until the beginning of February 2021 when she began to report to an attorney who kept the office in both buildings. Given Corporate Officer Number 1 a very high-ranking WWE officer and Ms. Grant was an entry-level coordinator in a legal department. It's unusual that corporate officer number one would know who Ms. Grant was at all at that point, except corporate officer one knew of Ms. Grant, at least in part by hearing about the ongoing exploitation of Ms. Grant by McMahon. Following Ms. Grant's message to McMahon on March 9th, McMahon summoned Ms. Grant to his condo for that evening for a conversation during which McMahon confirmed Corporate Officer Number 1 indeed knew exactly who she was as McMahon had met privately with Corporate Officer Number 1 and Corporate Officer Number 2 and advised these individuals of the connection he had with Ms. Grant. McMahon continued this conversation by detailing to Ms. Grant that they had expressed concern but were ultimately supportive. McMahon also advised Ms. Grant that one or both of the corporate officers, one and two, inquired whether Ms. Grant could be trusted and that McMahon offered assurances that Ms. Grant would not do something to hurt the WWE. Knowledge on the part of WWE is further illustrated by the multiple meetings Ms. Grant had about initial hiring and subsequent position changes, including a number of such meetings with the WWE corporate officer number two, and a voice memo McMahon sent Grant the following morning on March 10th mentioning the names of these, court of these corporate officers 1 and 2 in connection with the new role. It is unusual for the executive chairman and CEO to name drop two of the company's highest ranking officers in connection with the coordinator's first job position, especially as there are human resources partners assigned, assigned to each department. WWE Corporate Officer Number 4 was a high-ranking legal department employee at WWE around November 2020. Upon information and belief, Corporate Officer Number 4 was terminated or asked to resign from WWE. Corporate Officer Number 4 post at WWE. McMahon expressed to Ms. Grant that Officer Number 4, while still employed at WWE, knew or highly suspected that a sexual relationship existed between McMahon and Ms. Grant. Upon information and belief, Corporate Officer Number 4 articulated Number 4's knowledge and or suspicion to at least one other executive. Knowledge on the part of the WWE was further illustrated by the fact that Ms. Grant's presence became more visible over time, including during the Executive Committee, committee meetings, 
which were attended by individuals who had either direct knowledge of McMahon's sexual exploitation of Ms. Grant or otherwise suspicion. Given Ms. Grant's length of employment and job title, it was an abnormal sign of different and special treatment for her to attend such meetings, especially when the executive head of the department, Lauren Nidus, was in attendance as well. Notably, Ms. Grant inquired, with both corporate officer number one and two about whether it's appropriate for her to attend these meetings. Corporate officer number three, a high-ranking WWE official and member of the board of directors at the time, mentioned motion for Ms. Grant to sit in a chair near corporate officer number three at the boardroom table during one of the meetings. Upon information and belief, corporate officer number three knew of other instances of McMahon engaging in inappropriate sexual conduct. Upon information and belief, numerous, numerous other independent contractors, employees, as well as executives and or board members within WWE knew of or suspected McMahon's conduct involving Ms. Grant, including by not being shown explicit photos of Ms. Grant by McMahon. McMahon directed a single attorney to negotiate the NDA on behalf of WWE and McMahon both parties to agreement. McMahon's abuse of Ms. Grant did not come as a surprise to anyone at WWE because he had forced numerous prior accusations of sexual mis misconduct. Including 1994, former referee Rita Chattington alleged that McMahon had raped her after luring her into a limousine to discuss her career. She recounted it for New York Mag Magazine. I was forced into oral sex with Vince McMahon. When I couldn't complete his desires, he literally got angry, started ripping off my jeans, pulled me on top of him, and told me again that if I wanted a half a million dollar a year contract, that I had to satisfy him. He could make or break me. And if I didn't satisfy him, I was blackballed. That was it. I was done. February 2006, Palm Beach Post reported that McMahon had shown new pictures of himself to a tanning booth attendant at Tan Bazaar in Boca Raton, Florida, and subsequently made unwelcome advances and finally cornered her in a tanning booth and groped her. A former spa manager at California Resort accused McMahon of salt at the resort in, 2020, in 2011. To further illustrate knowledge of the culture of sexual misconduct at WWE, top-level executives not only failed to properly investigate abuse, but also compounded Ms. Grant's suffering by making public statements that trivialized the harm perpetrated upon her. These are just few examples to how the WWE and its most senior officials knew about the foster a culture where the venture of harassment and sexual exploitation of women was tolerated to further the business and financial interests of WWE. We're going to stop right there, and I'll see you on your next one.